Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL Lease Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbeam, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL Lease Facebook group. You can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. We're streaming live right now. What's up, YouTube? Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's NFL boy Brandon. He's on YouTube. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, fellas? How's it going? How's it going? Happy divisional week. Here we go. Are you ready? Uh, I am. Um, What do you think about Super Wild Card Weekend? I mean, why are we calling it Super Wild Card Weekend? I don't know, but it was a super weekend. I know that. Yeah, (laughs) It was, I guess. But, uh, I mean, uh, what happened to Wild Card Weekend, I guess? Yeah, I, yeah. I heard Tony Romo talking about that during the Buffalo game. I think, right, yeah. right, and what? Of course, of course, we know what it is. They have to call it Super now because they added the Monday night game. So yeah. there's normally not a Monday night game on that weekend. We normally just get the normal Saturday Sundays, but they added the Monday, so that made it Super. Didn't you okay. know that, Rich? All right. Um. So, Super mm-hmm. Duper. So I don't know. I got an idea. Why don't we, uh, why don't we like sit around for the next hour and just hang out and talk football? How's that sound to you? I'm down with it. Shit, sounds All right, good to me. Cool. cool. We got, you know, cause man, our, our division, we're still alive. Rich was like, Rich was like, uh, maybe he said a couple weeks ago, he was like, we should probably split this up because, you know, after this first round of the, of the playoffs, we, we might not have any NFL East teams left. <laughs> or right, not right. very many. Shit, we're still alive, baby. We're still alive. We got three, three in there. Pumping. That's pretty good. We started with four. My Dolphins, of course, got knocked off, and we'll get at that. We'll get to that when we do our takeaways um, from wild from wild card weekend. But uh, yeah. So I mean, it's crazy. Three are still alive. Big blue, big blue rolled right through it. So that's uh, cool. yeah, and actually four with uh, the Buffalo. So that's four out of the NFL. NFL L East teams four out of eight right. are still there, yeah. right? So exactly, so pretty cool, pretty cool. Represent four out of eight. That's that's not bad. I'll tell you what, Rich. I got to we got to give props to half of our NFL East, um, the NFL, uh, the NFC Beast, the NFC East. They have just they've represented. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, last year they were the weakest the division in. In the league and the laughing stock, yeah, if you will, yeah. the laughing yeah. stock, right? And um, this year they've just really stepped it up, it's pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, pretty and amazing. our part of it is why you love the NFL because teams can just turn around so fast if things can just you know, if you draft the right players and things just work out, you can really turn a team around super or, fast. Or, or we like we have uh, the oh, Giants, nice. you just get the right coach, same players, your veteran comes back, and actually, your superstar comes back and has a year of staying healthy. And you mm-hmm. just happen to get the right coach that can bring everything out of your hopeful quarterback. You know what I'm saying? A quarterback the team was getting ready to give up on. They didn't sign the fifth year option on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now they're going to have to pay him because he has taken them to the divisional round of the playoffs and may possibly beyond. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So exactly, Daniel Jones is going to be one of the hottest free agents this year in this offseason for sure. Oh, they're going to they're going to lock him down. They're yeah. going yeah. to. They're going like to. You said they're going to pay him. They're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Throw the bucket of money at him. Yeah, yeah I think, well, I mean, well earned. That's how you do it. You bet on yourself and you uh, prove it on the field. Right. And yeah. if you got, you know, if you got Saquon Barkley over there, 
that can stay healthy for a whole season and and help you through that, then that's always a great thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. So, all right, let's kick it off with a little bit of news from the East, and then we will jump in to our takeaways, and we're even going to preview the divisional round. How does that sound, fellas? Yep. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. All right, and news from the East. Let's go ahead and um, split it up. I want to split this up into two sections. Let's talk about the Bills, Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants, which are our four teams still alive um, in the playoffs. Uh, Do we focus on some injury updates or things that might affect them um, in their upcoming games this weekend? And then, of course, I just want to take a fast look at our other four teams that have all been officially eliminated. And um, they're, of course, going through some coaching um, changes where three of the teams are looking for offensive coordinators. And the breaking news that came out yesterday was the Dolphins fired their defensive coordinator, Josh Boyer. So, But let's start with the Bills, Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants. Did you all know out of the Giants camp, uh, linebacker Aliza Azalari Azalari, um, is questionable. So that is a big time um, kind of their centerpiece of their linebacker core. Um, It's not good that he's questionable. Um, And then the Eagles have cornerback um, uh, Avant Maddox, which is one of their swing guy, their rotation guys. He is completely out. So they are going to be shorthanded um, in the backfield uh, on that on that defense for the Eagles. Um, do you guys have you heard of anything else coming out of any of those? Or what do you all think about yeah. the Giants? The Giants defense is still pretty strong, right? They got a good rotational um, core that come through that linebacker core. But uh, Ajaleri definitely is the leader back there. So I don't know what to think about that. Right, and depending on uh, Jalen Hurts, how healthy he is, I'm assuming he's playing. Um, but is he going to run? Is he going to be an effective runner? Is he going to, you know, um, uh, run up the middle? <laughs> you know, right. well, the linebacker play is going to be critical for the Giants to contain that right. running game. So exactly. that's going to be that's going to be a, a key a key position right there. As far as the Eagles go, I think Maddox has been out since the Dallas game. I think right. He's yeah. Just, yeah, he's he's been out, he just, and he's still rolled out. He just not. Yeah, he's officially rolled out there. So right, so a little bit banged. And he's up the only Eagles, one that's but, officially ruled out. So right, which they have injuries. Uh, they have injury concerns with you know Jalen Hurts and Lane Johnson. I think think, but I'm I'm assuming both of right. them are playing. The, those but, are both. Uh, they're expected to play. on yeah. both of them. So well, all, all they're not I'm not even questionable. Just expected to play. Okay. Well, see, that's that's where I was going with this. Like, I to. You know, to answer what you were saying, Rich, about Jalen Hurst might play, if they played him in week 18 but don't play him in the divisional first-round playoff game you got, there's something going wrong with the Eagles right there. You have to – in the playoffs, you have to play your starting quarterback. So, um, yeah, I I definitely see Jalen Hurst playing in this game. So, Yeah, well, the question with – I think – I do think he's playing, but how effective is he going to be? Particularly, Right. Is he going to be able to run? Yeah, because yeah. that's that's his, you know, I'm not gonna say his only weapon, but it's it's his, you know, if you take away that and force him to be a pocket passer, uh, that's gonna be a huge advantage for the Giants. So yeah, right. Yep. 
that is very true. Um, so is there any, well, I, as far as the research I've seen, um, the bills, just their normal stuff, uh, starters are, are pretty much good to go. Um, not beat up too much normal rotation. Same with the Cowboys. Is that true? Or is the Cowboys dealing with any kind of injuries? Uh, the only real injury, uh, I, um, the only players that aren't really going to be ready to play this weekend is going to be Jason Peters. Um, okay. The left tackle start. He did start left tackle against Tampa Bay, but uh, he has a hit pointer and does not look like he's going to play. He may not play the rest of the year, honestly, uh, no matter how, you know, how far uh, Dallas goes. But um, uh, outside of that, Dallas is going to be pretty relatively healthy. So, okay. Javon Kirst got uh, banged up his knee there at the end of the game uh, Monday night, but he said he's 100% ready to go. So Right. And it's uh, pretty much the same for the Bills is from every all of my research and everything I've looked into. They're a little beat up, a little bruised, but pretty much good to go with their key starters and key rotational pieces. Yep. So. Yeah, so it, relatively healthy all the way across the board. So. Right. So I, I think that will set up for a good divisional round um, with these teams. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. On the other end of our NFL East teams, of course, the Patriots, Jets, Commanders, and Dolphins have all officially been eliminated. Um, the Patriots are in search of an offensive coordinator. They have brought in a few different people. One is my pick for them to get, which is Bill O'Brien from of course, the University of Alabama, who has ties with Bill Belichick. He has already been interviewed. And a hot commodity that the Pats actually have is their tight ends coach, who has um, interviewed multiple places for the position of offensive coordinator, including um, the Patriots. He has interviewed with them, um, Nick Cayley. So, Brandon, who? what else do you think or what do you – like what are rumors or hopes as far as New England fans? Who do you all – or really want what's your all's desire? Who who do you want to get in there as offensive coordinator? Uh, yeah, we're we're with you as well, Dad. Uh, we wanted, uh, I believe, all of Patriots Nation wants it to be Bill O'Brien as well. They did interview him on Thursday, uh, so I believe yesterday they interviewed Bill O'Brien. So that's who we're hoping for too. Um, I did hear us interviewing our uh, tight end coach as well, like you were saying, but I did not know that he was being interviewed by other teams. But yes. uh, one of the most interesting ones I've heard so far, I don't know if he got interviewed today or two days ago, but we had an interview with the Arizona's uh, wide receiver assisting head coach um, okay. as well to do our offensive coordinator. And I thought that was just kind of interesting because D-Hop is looking for a new home. We're interviewing the wide receiver coach. Two and two together, we might begin D-Hop. Yeah, unless D Hop doesn't like his wide receiver coach, and that's one well, reason yeah, that's why he true. wants out of Arizona. <laughs> right, that's not gonna work, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's like maybe they might have brought him in just to ask questions about D Hop. Yeah, know? is he still healthy? <laughs> By the way, you worked with him over the, you know, is he yeah. fully healthy? Is he that? That's pretty. Yeah, smart. but overall, I think um, half a Patriots Nation is like you, Dad. We're hoping to get Bill O'Brien. I, I think he uh, would probably get the most out of Matt Jones and. Uh, I think we'd get a fair looking at how good actually Matt Jones could be. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping for Bill O'Brien. Um, it, it is a good sign 
more than it was a year or two ago. Uh, I, I believe that we tried to looking. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I think we tried to interview him last year because we yeah. was expecting Josh McDaniels to go be the head coach somewhere else too, like he did this year. Uh, so I think we tried to interview him last year, but he declined the interview. Uh, but he actually interviewed this time. So maybe that's a good sign that he might come right. over. Right. The only other name that might be notable is uh, Keenan McCardell, uh, um, the Vikings wide receiver coach, has interviewed, has, has been interviewed by New England. So who knows? We'll see what happens there. The Jets are also looking for an offensive coordinator. They have brought in multiple people, including the Pats, um, the Patriots tight end coach, Nick um, uh, Cayley. But Nathaniel Hackett was the one interesting name that they have they have brought in. Of course, that is the former Broncos head coach. Um, they have interviewed him as their offensive coordinator. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. And then um, Kevin uh, Patalowo. Tatalowo, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it, he's uh, the Eagles' passing game coordinator. So this would be a double jump from him. He would be, he would be, he would go from a passing game coordinator all the way up to a full fledged offensive coordinator if he got in there. But he has also been scheduled for um, an interview with the Jets. The Jets have kind of they requested um, they requested uh, the quarterbacks coach from the Dolphins. And he shot him down. He was like, no, he refused to. He, he's like, nope, don't want to go to the Jets. <laughs> uh, the commanders also requested the quarterback's coach from the Dolphins. And he also he also shot them down. Um, he's, I guess, waiting for a little bit better position. So I guess he wants to stay in the sunshine. I don't know. He's something against the Northeast, maybe. So, yeah. Uh, you think? <laughs> or just don't like green. Um, um, but what do you all think about that, Nathaniel Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett is actually a really good offensive coordinator. Right. He, he was, was he's so good of an offensive coordinator, he became a head coach. <laughs> right. He was the uh, coordinator at Green Bay, right? Exactly. Uh, and then exactly. took the uh, head coaching job at uh um th- at Denver. Um yeah, I don't hate it. I think I feel like that's probably his ceiling. He show he showed that he wasn't really head coach material, or at least uh uh you know, not up to the job there in Denver with the right. third situation, but um um I think the question with the Jets, though, is that what's their if you're an offense, if you're applying for the offense coordinator job, you better have a good answer on Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, you, you better have you know, a good idea. Like my first if I came into the interview, you know how like you go into interviews and you expect them to ask you questions. I would have one big question. What is your all's plan as quarterback? <laughs> right. Yeah. What you tell me that, and then I'll tell you if I want this job or not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's kind of how I'd be looking at it. Right. So. What uh, there's a story I, I read came out earlier today. I guess I saw it um, uh, about Zach Wilson's late for meetings. Um, the team really would um, uh, uh push against push back on him being the if they would have made him the starter and quarterback there at the end and so he totally does not have the locker room it was what it sounds like to me right yeah right neck wilson does not have these players on his side um that's a big issue that's going to be yeah well well rich one thing that you never do in the national football league when you lose you never blame it on not yourself and everyone else that's why every time a team loses, you'll never see a player go, oh, it wasn't on me. It, it was on them, you know. 
like because you never do that because you are a team all in one and that's exactly right. what zach wilson did halfway through the season uh they lost the game and he was like oh that wasn't on me even though he had like fucking two or three turnovers and it was on him he was like oh it's not on me it's on them and started blaming it on the fucking team so i i think you lost him at that point now as far as uh nathaniel hackett all i gotta say is if he's gonna go there hide your wife bro hide your wife we we don't need zach wilson fucking your wife bro Yeah. yeah, that's not good. That's gonna keep you on the bench, buddy. That's right. <laughs> right. That that'll definitely be an interesting, um, an interesting thing to keep a to keep your eyes out on is a, um, quarterback situation for the New York Football Jets. So there you go. The Commanders are also um, in search of a new offensive coordinator. They've had a couple interesting. They've kept it in house with. Uh, uh, Ken Zampes, which is their quarterbacks coach, thinking about giving him a promotion. Uh, I don't see that. I don't see why you would do that. He's been under, you know what I'm saying, the existing offensive coordinator, and I don't, I don't understand that. But they've also brought in Charles London, who is the Falcons' quarterback coach. But um, the interesting name for the Commanders is uh, Pat Shermer. Every, you know who that is, Rich, don't you? Uh, yeah, uh, I know. Uh, it's... Long time offensive coordinator, been all over the NFL yeah. um, for a very long time. He has interviewed. That has to be ties to the head coach. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's just a buddy of the head coach or something. He came in and might want to help him out or something. So Yeah, this coaching staff for uh, the commanders are for a lot of veteran coaches. You know, they right. a lot of miles on their tires, I guess. Uh, right. It would make sense they'd stick with sort of a veteran offense coordinator. Uh, although that that franchise is just up in limbo with, uh, you know, the for sale sign up there. Um, right, right. And- well, we know the head coach has not got fired. So he's made it through. He's good to go. Offensive coordinator took the blame. And um, I think I'm like you, Rich. I think Pat Shermer, he, he fits right in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's he's that been around for a long time, coached all over the place. And it's actually a good offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I wouldn't hate that move. Well, again, it's a great move. Like, but once again, what are you going to do for quarterback? Exactly. You know what That's what I was about yeah. to get to. Like the lingering thing with the Jets. What are you doing at quarterback? It's there for the commanders, too. What are you doing at quarterback? Because Carson Wentz is not your answer. Tyler Heineke was better than him. Tyler Heineke is not your answer. You said it's Sam Howell. Okay, who are you bringing in as Sam Howell's backup? Because Sam Howell is going to be in his, what, first season as an actual rookie? Even though it'll be his sophomore year, he's in there as a rookie. So, I mean, how's that going to go to plan? I mean, you're telling me if Lamar Jackson setting on the clock halfway through mid-first day of free agency, you're not going to give him a call at least to see what what he wants? I mean, yeah. I mean that, that's and that's kind of how it's kind of how it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, with the Jets and the Commanders job, both, I would be going into it if I was interviewing. If I was any of these guys on this list, I'd be going into it with, okay, tell me what you're all's plan, GM, Mister GM. What's your plan to do as quarterback? Who are you providing for me as quarterback? And I'll tell you what my plan is as offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what I'd have to, right? I mean, you you have to. You yeah. can't take that job and not know who your quarterback's going to be. He's yeah. your main position. 
for, as an offensive coordinator. You have to right. know that, you know? Yeah. So, right. and these are both up in the air. Um, as far as the Patriots is concerned, I don't think that's so much up in the air, but I think that they're proof of how important an offensive coordinator matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they you tested a, that theory out. No doubt about it. Right, that. exactly. <laughs> they tested that. And if you take a rookie and I think like Purdy, Purdy's a good answer for that. You know what I'm saying? If you give him a great, if you, if you give a young guy, first or second year guy, rookie um, or a second year guy, a great leader, a great play caller, a great schemer, somebody that understands his that quarterback's weaknesses and strengths and plays accordingly to that and puts them in the best positions, aka what might what Josh McDaniels did for Mac Jones his first year. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He'll take you to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you don't have that, then then you know, um, we see what happens and, and it kind of all falls apart and the wheels come off. So these offensive coordinator positions will be extremely important and extremely fun yeah. for me. Um, well, see, yeah, this one thing I want to say, it. though, real quick, love Dad, it. real quick. Um, this one thing I want to say, okay, if you're going to do something like Bill Belichick did where you want to hire a defensive coordinator instead of a offensive coordinator like Bill Belichick did with Matt Patricia there, I feel like you need a veteran quarterback that has experience of calling plays exactly. himself like Brady. Exactly. Um, because Matt Jones was getting so pissed off at, at, at Matt Patricia. He was like, shut the fuck up. I'll just call my own shit. And he was just opening it up and calling it. And he has no experience with that, you know, and don't get me wrong. The calls that he was calling by himself. Let me tell you something. It was better than half of the shit. Matt Patricia was fucking ordering there off the Denny's fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it was better than that <laughs> bullshit. But uh, what I'm saying is, like, grand slam, had, baby, grand slam. He had no, he has no experience doing that. So you know what I'm right. saying? Like, it, it's just a tough situation. So cool. All right. So our last team on the other side of the ball, of course, they have now, after um, wild card weekend, have officially been eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs. We will get into those games next. Um, but yesterday has fired defensive coordinator Josh Boyer. Um, they have not interviewed anybody. That's that is a brand new news. Um, the Dolphins um, are in search of a defense that has been was top notch with um, Coach Flo when Coach Flores and of course coming from that New England defense and uh, Josh Boyer. Um, was the coordinator um, even when coach Flo was in Miami and um, but you know Flores was a defensive a defensive minded head coach and he's kind of the one that built that um, I think what Josh Boyer has proven to Miami Dolphin the Miami Dolphins um, and the reason why he's being let go is his inability to adjust that's what happened is because um, the defense that he calls if if nobody would have got hurt and all of the starters would have been out there all year and we weren't relying on an unrestricted free uh, or an under an undrafted rookie <laughs> to take up as a cornerback to start for us as a cornerback, because you know what I'm saying? Um, in that back end, um, him not being able to adjust and still doing the um, zero 
you know, the zero blitzes and, and just, uh, and not being able to create pressure with your front four and those kind of things and adjust his scheme to match the personnel that he was handed, um, after injury. And, um, that's the reason why he's being let go. You know what I'm saying? And what I think, I think this is a great opportunity, Rich, you were talking about this with the commanders and how they are a veteran, um, coaching staff. Um, the Miami dolphins have, uh, a going to be going into a second year head coach. He was okay as a rookie, but I'm, I'll be interested. I'll be excited to get into the game from my takeaways. Cause my takeaway, here's a, um, a small glimpse of our next segment. We've lost that game because of Mike McDaniel. <laughs> it's uh, the coaching, the coaching and the call plan, the play calling is what lost that game for the Miami dolphins um, in Buffalo. I'll tell you that right now. And with him being so young, he's a great coach. I don't think he needs to go nowhere. I think he just is young. And I think here they really need to focus and bring in a veteran um, and defensive coordinator somewhere, somebody that he could, they could just hand the defense to and he can trust. And maybe I like Vic Vangio. What do y'all think? He has head coaching experience. He could be that, that guy that stands beside Mike McDaniel and he maybe help him. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the, in a lot of um, and what did you all know that Mike McDaniel won one challenge all this year? That's it, hmm. one. Every time he threw a red flag, he never won a challenge except right. once, and that was in Week 18. That's yeah, uh, yeah. That's a that's that particular thing. That's on the head. That's on the people in the booth, right? Like he's right. got. He might have to get better information on on how to do that. And, right. then or, and then or relay your information, which guess right, what? Right. They, the reason they, why they lost that Dolphins game is because he wasn't relaying his information correctly. <laughs> right. So, right. um, uh, that's what I think. What do you go? I think this is a great opportunity for the Miami Dolphins to bring in a veteran defensive coordinator, somebody who's way more experienced than um than Mike McDaniel. You know right. what I'm saying? And Wait, I was thinking more along the lines of uh, for him. So. I, I was thinking more of lawns the lines of uh, perhaps Matt Patricia, you know, getting the hell out of New England. Oh yeah, Patricia. Well, they yeah, but they won't they won't do a lateral move on an assistant coach. It's <laughs> right. going to have to be either somebody unemployed or somebody who's moving up in a position. Right. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, yeah, because they can't do well, a lateral, England, lateral move that. like that. Fire Matt Patricia. Yeah, right, unless and, unless New England give Grant some permission for some uh, some reason, which maybe Belichick will, but. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, the other well, actually, reason why, actually, now that reason, I'm thinking about it, real quick, now that I'm thinking about it, he's not going to be the Patricia's not going to be your offensive coordinator anymore, right? No, no, no. yeah. So, yeah, he, he may, be but he's the, not going to be fired, he's going to be yeah, a they're just re, re, relocate him. No, he's not going to be the defensive coordinator either. That's what uh, Bill Belichick's son does, yeah. Steve okay, Belichick. Well, he'll be a defensive coordinator assistant. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. right. uh, Which like, I'm perfectly fine Matt Patricia is good on defense. He's just awful on offense. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. So uh, can I comment? I'm going to comment on what you just said there, Josh, because uh, – Can I, I say one more you... thing before you comment? Okay. The big Bradley Chubb trade. I'm down with Dick it. Vangio, I, I, I liked it Dick at the Vangio time. Vangio coached him in the right. So you got ties there. You got you got a, a lot right. of connections there. That's the re- I mean, that's the main reason. But go ahead. What were you yeah. going to say? Right. So I uh, right. I agree with uh, that. They're looking for more of uh, a defensive coordinator that can uh, um, win with their schemes and 
not just solely relying on the talent of the players, which is what it seemed exactly. like. Create pressure with the front four. That's what right. Yeah. Uh, take take advantage of the players that you have and and scheme scheme your deficiencies out of the, out of the defense. Um, right. Uh, I I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, Vic Fangio. I think he, this dude's a uh, defensive guru. Exactly. Right? Uh, really, in the same way that uh, uh, McDaniel's is an offensive guru. So I think right. it's a perfect pairing. Um, I don't think Denver should have fired Fangio last year. I don't either. Uh, and I'm really surprised he didn't get picked up by somebody else. But maybe he just well, wanted to well, he was getting paid. So he, yeah, he, he paid. got multiple interviews. Uh, Miami went for him for <laughs> um, for coaching, and he was like, "No, he turned everything down because he was still getting paid." I yeah, mean, he okay, just take, he got laid off, but he still got paid. You know, yeah, take some time off. I want to take a year off, and uh, we'll then see pick and happens. choose where you want to go. I think if Miami can land. Vic Fangio, they should jump on that. I think you throw the bank at him. I think you do. I, I think, think it's a sweepstakes. It's a sweepstakes, and you just. Yeah, throw and the I feel bank like he's going to be high demand also as well. There's, you know, oh, hell yeah, he's the best defensive coach out there. I mean, outside of outside of Bill Belichick, maybe. I mean, he's a, he's a defensive genius. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. I put him so, up there right with Dan Quinn for sure. I mean, I think they they both have. Oh, I didn't think about Dan Quinn. Yeah, but, but Dan Quinn's, way, he's, he's Dan Quinn's taking a head coaching job somewhere. I, I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you guys don't get Vic Fangio, uh, maybe Dallas might be interested in him because I don't think. That oh yeah, if, if you lose, if you, you, if you lose Dan Quinn, definitely. Yeah, he would be my number one choice to re- as a replacement for Dan Quinn. So, exactly. uh, yeah, if Miami can make that happen, I think that'll be an excellent move for them. And you're right, uh, the Bradley Chubb connection there is there. Uh, but and I, to your point about uh, sort of uh, challenging Mike McDaniel's uh, his own offensive scheme, uh, I think yep. I wouldn't want to have anybody better than Vic Fangio to figure that out. And hell, it, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Having those two bounce off each other has got to be helping yeah. both your teams. Yeah, let right? them play in the offseason your... and see who outmasters who. <laughs> right. I, I that, You'd have to love that. Iron, so, iron sharpens I would... iron. So. Yeah, uh, you would have to love that. If that happens, uh, yeah, I think Miami would definitely uh, – that would be a great move for them. So yeah, I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. All yeah, right. I'm, I'm um, super high on Vic Fangio. I think he's a defensive – genius so yeah he's great he's great he's yeah. right up there i mean um there's a few minds that think different than everybody else and yeah. there's a few minds that have proven that um and the i mean it's the reason why he got a he went from defensive coordinator to head coach in denver is because he's proven that he can maximize the ability of the of the personnel that you give him you know what i'm saying i mean his defensive players weren't all that great he made them great he schemed them great. You know what I'm saying? He confused motherfuckers. Yeah, know? even, and yeah, even just, when they didn't have a great record, they were still just a, a, a team. Their defense was amazing. Nobody wanted to play that defense. So. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah. all right. Um, that's good. That is uh, news from the East. That's all I got. And um, that's all we got. So, all right. These next two segments, we're going to take a look and do our takeaways from Wild Card Weekend. And then we're going to just do a small preview on the divisional round. And, of course, we are going to pick, um, make our picks. Um, we're going to kind of run through this. So let's do it. You ready? Takeaways from the East. All right. Um, first up uh, was a Saturday game that um, I called the Seahawks to win 
And in the first half, that they played the perfect game. They did what I asked them to do. But I don't remember too much of the second half because there's this beer. Ah, look at you. <laughs> you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't remember you don't remember the There's second half. Uh, hold on. Hold on. You don't remember the second half because my man Brock Purdy took over and had oh. three touchdowns. Is that what it was? Is that what it was? Because yeah, I, I yeah, was thinking it was exactly. the Voodoo Ranger had me trashed. Um, <laughs> uh, those Buffalo Wild Wings were good. My brother um took me out to uh Buffalo Wild Wings, had a blast. That was so much fun. Yep. Drinking some five dollar drafts, um, up and yeah, it was it was a great time. No, this was a great game, and I looked at Rich, you know, uh, probably in the third quarter, and I was like, "There you go, you know what I'm saying? The Seahawks done exactly what I said they needed to do for a half, and yeah. um, and then after that, they uh, the wheels kind of came off. So that's kind of my takeaway, and of course, everybody by n- now listening to this knows 49ers won 41 to 23 and um of course at halftime that game was nowhere near um that score Seahawks actually played the perfect game no penalties no turnovers in that first half yeah uh, I think when real, the game actually game. came to halftime it was like 14 to 13 and the Seahawks actually had the lead at halftime so. right yeah I think it was 17 to 16 at halftime something like that oh was it yeah yeah they yeah they they uh yeah there was that late uh uh late hit on the quarterback there at the end that put oh, okay. uh, Seahawks in the field goal range. They, they took up. Uh, See, I was trying, I'm trying to get us the sponsors y'all. <laughs> hey, hey, we need that. They could sponsor us there. <laughs> they could definitely day. sponsor us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and this uh, game, it feels like uh, San Francisco's, their offense particularly is just so explosive. Uh, Christian McCaffrey there. Uh, uh, Debo that they just create explosive plays. And, right. uh, it, the game got away from C- uh, Seattle really quick in that second half. Like, like within two or three possessions, the game was over. So that's what it seemed right. like to me. Yeah, and that and that's what it was. The turnovers came, and once the turnovers came, you can't. Um, that's you can't have that with the 49ers, um, especially the Seattle Seahawks. I like their defense, and I like their coach, their defensive coaching. Um, it. <clears throat> it's just not good enough to come back from those type of turnovers, you know, um, with, with possibly the best defense going up against the best defense in the NFL and the 49ers. Um, that's why I'm looking forward to, to this divisional round. Um, the two top defenses going head to head, which is pretty amazing. And we all know defenses win Super Bowls. So, um, Brandon, you are bragging on your Purdy dude. Uh, go ahead. Talk yeah. about it. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, well, his stats he was, was, was he, he pretty good? He was pretty good, actually. He went 18 for 30, 332, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I, I felt like there at the beginning of the game, uh, when the Seahawks took the lead in the halftime, I was like, okay, you, you can definitely tell Purdy's out here playing in a playoff game as a he rookie. He looked scared in the first yeah, half. He, he was looked, running for his life. Yeah, he looked terrified. He was making stupid-ass throws. And there was a couple of those throws that was surprised not to get picked off and everything. Um, and then there in the second half, I don't know what the hell clicked. I, I guess Kyle Shanahan had a talk with him at halftime or something and told him to calm the hell down because he came out in that second half and he looked like a veteran quarterback out there. Um 
you know, he was making great throws, great reads, great passes. And the end of the day with three touchdowns, no interceptions. And uh, he had a pretty good performance. So I know I had a pretty good buzz watching this game, drinking my Imperial IPA. But did I see him high step at one time? Did he like do a high step? Yeah. And, like, yeah. Double yeah. Up? That was yeah. such a cool move. I was like, you go, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever with your rookie ass. Whatever. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I was, I was, I liked that move. I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right. <laughs> next up, we had the Chargers, Jaggy Wires, um, came back with an extremely crazy. I watched the highlights on this game and it was nuts. Extremely a crazy comeback. What do you got on this? Brandon. Uh, okay, okay, listen, all right, I got a hilarious story for you guys, okay? The entire game, Uncle Uncle Gus is in my live stream, right? And we're watching this game together, me and Gus are. I'm like, oh, God, this game is terrible, 27 to nothing. Gus goes, uh, like, two minutes before halftime, he's like, you don't know why the Jaguars are doing so awful? I'm like, why? He's like, I put a voodoo curse on him. I said, take that shit off. After halftime... He took the curse off, and the Jaguars came back. That's all I got for you. It was a curse by Uncle Gus, and they came back because he took it off. Yeah, it could be the curse. It could be Nick Bosa being boneheaded. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick Bosa yeah. being a crybaby and getting yeah. multiple penalties called. Yeah, unreal. Uh, Go sit down. Right. Uh, I mean, no, I agree with them, though. I agree with them as far as the officiating. But, come on, you got to keep your cool during the game, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean – He's uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, good, good job for uh, uh, Jacksonville. Though. What is what a great comeback in a playoff game. Um, uh, 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 yeah, Trevor Lawrence uh, had what four interceptions in the first half. Yeah, right, yeah. four. Yeah, and, and yeah. Then just, uh, to keep his composure and uh, uh, methodically bring his yeah. team back, I think is yeah. uh, that's pretty remarkable. And I, I think people should not underestimate. Jacksonville. No. Um, yeah. yeah. There was this young guy that came into the league and he was the one that, that um, he's been compared to. He's the generational talent. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys know him. He played for Indy. He threw three interceptions. Uh, dad, in a playoff don't do game. Don't do it. Dad. Don't do it. Dad. Come on. Come on. Right. I mean, Trevor I Lawrence is not as good as luck. Or luck or Peyton Manning's. Uh, talking talking Manning. No, I'm Manning. talking about Andrew either one. Oh, either one. He's, not, he's not good as either one. But but that's what. But when they came out, they were both considered generational talents. One uh, at yeah. once. One, once in twenty year quarterback, he, he they'll transition perfectly into the NFL. And I was like, I watched him throw. You know, I was watching the highlight. I was like laughing at it, and I was like, okay, there's all those interceptions. He's definitely. He's definitely not a generational talent. Yeah. But then to come back and yeah. win that game, yeah. Maybe you are, dude. Maybe yeah. you are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. It's the same. It's the same. I thing. mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's not to go to say also and the great coaching. Once again, great coaching. Great coach. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, I I definitely agree with you, Rich. I think that was a hell of a comeback by Trevor Lawrence. There, you know, he he held his composure and came out in the second half and played a great solid game and uh they, how about the jaguar defense though in the fucking third and fourth quarter they only allowed the chargers to score three points the entire third quarter 
and the Chargers scored zero points the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, it's pretty. They held their own amazing. against them. That's that's yeah, pretty that's amazing. Hard, it, was, it was great defense. Josh Allen and the boys is what I like to call them. Yep. But uh, um, they're also known as Jacksonville's defense. Yeah. Um, but I kind of wonder why nobody's giving Justin Herbert any kind of uh, uh, criticism for l- losing that lead. You know what I mean? Uh, that, blaming it on coaching. Yeah, they, which they just, by the way, they decided to keep all their coaches, right? I don't think, I don't right. think anybody's moving around over there. I don't know. I, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Brandon Staley. Offensive fired, coordinator. Offensive knows? coordinator. Oh, okay. He so they're going to replace their coordinator. They, they replaced. Oh, okay. They the fired the offensive player. coordinator. Okay, okay gotcha. Which uh, means yeah. obviously they're not going to be firing Lombardi. Staley. So. Right. No, they uh, didn't. They decided to keep their head coach. They fired their offensive coordinator. That was the big move that they've made. And um, I don't think I agree with that move. I think you are wasting some really good talent at quarterback right there on some really bad coaching. And that's my, I mean, that's just, um, just the fact that, that he played his starters in a useless game in week 18 and they were without their top wide receiver in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who led and guess who led um, in yardage for wide receiver? It was a fucking tight end in this mm. game here. It was a tight end because their number one wide receiver was hurt because you played his ass in week 18 in a useless game. You yep. know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's just bad coaching, man. Yeah, I've got a question. Yeah. To get go. yeah. So. I mean, and, and Mike Williams would have made a difference in this game. I mean, would the Chargers are still one? Who the hell knows? But we all know that Mike Williams would have made a difference in this game because when he's out there, I think he's a top 10, top 15 wide receiver in the National Well, he Football makes League. the whole wide receiver core better because yeah. he's out there. He's the threat. Everybody focuses on him and everybody else gets better. So it's sad. Yeah. It's yeah. I just like to point out that Justin, Justin Herbert just gets, he just gets all the flowers and never gets any criticism. So, yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but I'm trying. I'm still trying to convince my mom and the half of the world, guys. To anyone watching the NFL East podcast right now, sorry to break your heart, but Justin Herbert is not the quarterback y'all thought he was, and I knew that coming out of Oregon too. I've been saying that since day one he got drafted. He got an arm though. He does. Um, he he, has, he, he does got an arm, but he's not. A they good they shoot him up to the top five quarterback. He's not everybody's top five quarterback list. Right. Uh, and I don't, I don't put him that high. He's still got a lot right. to learn. And, um, yeah. Right. So, all right. Uh, let's keep moving. We are running out of time. We have to keep doing this. Uh, Dolphins, Bills. Here's that game everybody thought was a blowout. It was a blowout. 42 to 6. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I got that wrong. What? The Miami Dolphins were leading in the third quarter. What are you talking about? This was a good game, y'all. This was a good game. Oh, Bills, dude, it Dolphins. was a really fucking good game. I was really pulling 34, for 31. Dolphins there. Um, it was it, it, it. This was crazy. Josh Allen. I did. Josh Allen had a shitty ass game. <laughs> he had a terrible game. Um, he plays like this. Um, coming up this week, and uh, I, you know, I don't know. But, Dad, all I got to say real quick is um, it's that Josh him. Allen game was non-fault his own. That was all owned by the Miami defense. They yeah. were all Miami's over defense. Josh Allen all day long. So Right. And so what they did was instead of Monday firing their defensive coordinator, coordinator they gave him an extra day. And um, 
and then fired him on Wednesday instead or on Thursday <laughs> instead is what they did. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. It, it was a maximize, a uh, maxim, a maximization of talent, and that's what happened. Everybody played great. Um, the rookie, rookie quarterback, Skylar Thompson. What? You know what I'm saying? Actually, he had a good game. He is not the reason why the Miami Dolphins lost this game. Um, the Miami Dolphins actually had this game wrapped up and then, um, and then you know, fell behind. And then they were actually, the final drive, they were actually able to come down. And um, it was penalty. They, they had to blow all three timeouts because they could not get the play the play call incorrectly. And um, you have a rookie quarterback. So you're like, okay, it's the rookie quarterback's fault, but you got a rookie coach. And you're like, why is this coach not doing this correctly? What in the hell is going on? Timeout. And then timeout, timeout. And then not only did you burn all your timeouts, you still got penalized for delay of game because you still couldn't get it right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just over and over and over again. And, um, uh, and then there was uh, one play um, that was on uh, Skylar Thompson through an interception, but I don't think it was his fault. And that was um, on fourth down. It was like fourth and four, I believe, or fourth and something on their own eight yard line or 10 yard line. And you want to go for it. Um, and it's eight, it's fourth and long. You don't go for it at this time. You actually have the lead in the game at this time. You punt that ball off, play field position. And you, uh, your defense have stepped up for you um, all game, and that you rely on them. Coach Mike McDaniel uh, made a terrible call to go for it, um, and gave him a a pass play, a pass play that did not need to be brought in. Throws an interception, and um, you know, and that's that's the reason why you lost the game. You know, is is because of the guts, you know, or what, you know the the balls or whatever you want to say of going for it when you're not, you don't need to be going for it. Um, and then not being able to get your play calls in on time and uh, letting, you know, letting your timeouts drift away and, and not allowing, not setting your rookie third string quarterback up <laughs> the way you should have, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the reason why we've lost this game, which is and it. And that's fine. It, it's a rookie head coach. Those things happen. You know what I'm saying, and um, hopefully he yeah. will grow from that. Right. I don't hate the I don't hate the gutsiness of it, but the execution, like you said, is uh, um, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. You have to hate the gutsiness for it. You do not go for it on fourth down on your side. It, you're within your t- ten yard line. Yeah. You don't go for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's but... like no, you kick it off. I mean, yeah. if you mess it up, you don't get it. Anything. You're basically giving them a touchdown. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're giving them seven points at the very least, three points. Right. You know it's, a, it's a sign that he and, didn't have. And you have a rookie fucking quarterback. You don't have Tua right. and Tyreek out there. You know what I'm saying? You you adjust that play call. You might have went for it if Tua was out there. But this is a third string rookie quarterback drafted in the seventh fucking round. You don't put yeah. him in that pressure. You yeah, know what but, I'm saying? Well, yeah. That's a valid all I want to say real quick is, okay, I, I get what you're saying that about going down, going up forward on fourth down, but the bigger, the bigger question to me uh, about the whole game uh, about Miami was why the fuck 
every time Skylar Thompson would hike it, there would be like one second if that left on the on the game clock. Like you, uh, I mean, on the play clock, like you were about to get a delay of game either every time. And I've seen two hours after the game went off. I I was on Twitter looking around, right? And I seen this video of this dude saying, what the fuck is Mike McDaniels doing? Like there was one play. uh, I think it was a third down and 10 uh, when you, and you guys didn't get a dad, you had a punt it away, but, uh, but there was, there was 40 seconds on the clock, which is not supposed to happen. It's supposed to be 25 seconds. There was 40 seconds. They got all the way down to 15 and then they reset it back to 25. So you had over a minute and a half to get a play call in. And he's subbing people left in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Like, what the fuck are you all doing there? Like, you had a minute and a half to hike the ball and still get a delay of game on that call. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's and that's head coaching skills. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, it's, it's too cute by half, as I think is the expression they use. You're, yeah, you're getting too cute with it. Keep it straightforward, exactly. and you would have been fine. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's yep. a, that's exactly right. And um, yeah, yeah, Brandon, those are those are things you have to deal with as a head coach that for the past 17 years, Mike McDaniel has not had to deal with as a coordinator. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. it's kind of like welcome to the big times, baby. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? You do everything else great. I mean, there's all of these guys that get their chances as head coaches, and we just talked, you know, Vic Vangio and guys like that. Are they are they head coach material or are they lifetime coordinator material there's a huge difference not everybody's meant to be a head coach I think, you know I what i'm saying i mean yeah. and that's just the way it goes i think mike mcdaniel can do it i think he can do it he's done great all year but he these are things he has struggled with all year all year did you all know that he actually has had one ch- successful challenge all the challenges this year he has lost except one and that was in week 18. Wow. It's crazy, dude. Crazy. It's like Jason Garrett, man. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you can't if you can't grasp these concepts as a head coach, that's what you have to be able to do is time management. Get the plays in on time. You are the offensive guru. You are the guy that's co- that's communicating with the quarterback. You have to get the plays in. When do you call timeouts? How do you use your time management? Um all of those things that's your job as a head coach. Can he do these things? That's what we need to know. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he has struggled with. Um, he's, he's a guru. He, he, he has made Tua look best as uh, the best. I think Tua can look, which was people talked about him this year being MVP candidate. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so he's that good. That's how good of a, of an <laughs> offensive coach he is, but is he a head coach? That's what we need to know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I think it'll definitely improve. It's it's amazing how uh, time management is such an issue for all these head coaches. Uh, Andy Reid is notoriously known for being bad at time, clock management in these exactly. games, and nobody's you know, and he's as good an offensive mind or football mind as there is in the league. But exactly. but it happens. Uh, it's it's really a team thing, you know. You right. really need people in your ear saying, "Hey, you need to take this time out. Or you you need to do this or that." Well, you Rich, they need to get better they- guys around him. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, not 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 only that though. Real quick, um, yeah, Andy Reid might be bad at, at clock management, like you're saying, Rich, but he has a fucking quarterback that isn't bad at clock management. Like 
fucking Tua, I mean, fucking Patrick Mahomes would never let it drop that low. Uh, Skylar Thompson is a rookie here, so I'm expecting him to not realize that that clock's going down, which means then Mike McDaniels has to step up. If Tua was in there, Tua would have managed that really well. He would have never let it got down that far and everything. Uh, but Skylar Thompson, I'm not saying it's his fault at all because he's a rookie quarterback, so I get why he didn't notice the clock or anything. But Mike McDaniels, with a rookie quarterback in there, has to understand, oh, fuck, my time's running down. Let me call a timeout right. for my he's team. Not, he's calling the game like Tua's in there. That's my yeah. whole point. He's yeah, not yeah. adjusting. He's not be like, hold on, wait a minute. I have a third-string rookie quarterback. I need to not call this game the same way. That He's not adjusting. And that's my problem. Do you right. see, as a Dolphins fan, that's my problem. Yeah, I, I, I would put. I he think needs to we're get right better at adjusting, Brandon. You're exactly right. Yeah. All right. Next up, G-Men Vikings, the both blown up, overrated teams. <sighs> N- neither one of these teams deserve the record that they've had in the regular season. So, out of the most overrated teams, who's going to win? Whatever, dude. The G-Man pull it out 31-24. Come on. I, I, got I, I feel well, I feel like didn't we all bet on the Giants to win this game? I feel yeah, like I knew the Giants yeah. were gonna win this game. I knew yeah, I picked the Giants to win this game as well. Yeah. Right? So. right. The Vikings uh, can't I mean, the, I the Giants do run, they're the tougher team. Yeah. Well, see, I told you all going into this that the phoniest team coming into the playoffs was the fucking Vikings. I knew that them winning only by a possession was eventually gonna bite them in the fucking ass. And right here it came in the first round of the fucking playoffs against the Giants. And as far as what you just said, Dad, whoever the fuck said the Giants will earn 9-7-1, they're fucking uh, stupid as fuck. Are you dumb? Like, Brian Dable is easily the coach of the year. Fucking Daniel Jones has been a fucking, uh, you know, a quarterback to watch this season. I wouldn't say he's a top tier. He's earned him a contract. Yeah, he's definitely been amazing this year. I mean, Saquon Barkley healthy. He's a fucking no, beast. He's no, easily one no. of the top running. You have guys. to say Saquon non-injured Barkley because you both of you all motherfuckers argued with me. I'll pull the tape up if y'all uh, want to go back. Uh, to okay, the okay, but dad, 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 answer, Saquon, answer. He can't stay dad, healthy. Dad, he dad, sucks. answer, answer me and Rich this question though, real quick. Answer me and yeah. Rich this question one time: Is this or is this not Saquon Barkley's first year? Staying fully healthy. Prior to this, he, he never his stayed healthy. Year. His rookie year. His rookie yeah. year, he stayed yeah, fully healthy. Year, right. I think he did his rookie yeah. year. Yeah, I was yeah, going to apply the same, the same label to Christian McCaffrey, who's, you know, notoriously for getting hurt as well. But he's having a great season, and he's, yeah. stayed, you know, been, been able to stay healthy. Yeah. So, Saquon yeah, and both of those, And both of those running backs are freaking amazing. Like you were saying, Rich, if they both can stay healthy, they're both easily top – 10 top five running bats in the yeah. National I mean, Football League. Top what? So Saquon Barkley's yeah. top two. Top two? Yeah, and, and they both had, they both had torn ACLs and they've been able to come back and play at a high level. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. 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 Cool. So. Go, well, go ahead and finish, Brandon. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, Saquon Barkley is the man. There you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Vikings were all over top of the Giants in the first half of this game, and then the Giants came out, and they were like, oh, hell no, we are not losing to these phony-ass Vikings. <laughs> they took over in the second half. I think Justin Jefferson had his, one of his worst games this entire game. Uh, whoever the hell they had on uh, Justin Jefferson here, they need to be paying money, uh, too, because he was locking down Justin Jefferson all day long. 
Uh, Daniel Jones had another great game. He went 24 for 35, 301, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Kirk Cousins had a good game too. Um, but it, this defense was the majority reason of why they uh, won that. The second half, they were pressuring Cousins all throws. Uh, they kept on holding Justin Jefferson down. Uh, I, I think, uh, like you said, in one of those games, uh, uh, that, like back then, Dad, uh, just a few minutes ago or whatever, uh, the leading uh, the leading receiver for the Vikings were T- was TJ Hawkinson. So it was also a right. tight end for them as well. Um, right. And he was having himself a game. He had 10 receptions on 11 targets for 129 yards. So why they were locking down, why they were great of a trade down. was that. Yeah, I know. Sneaking right? In right at the end of trade deadline. <laughs> yeah. So why they were locking down Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson was just like, I'm going to take my big ass out there and catch this ball. Then. So it's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, the, awesome. the defense for the for the Giants just step up in that second half, and that's ultimately what made that a Giants win. So, yeah, yeah, the defense for Minnesota is garbage, right? Like we can say that yeah. that's a yeah. pretty terrible defense. Um, and we know yeah. defense wins championships. So yeah, and Minnesota not, never won a championship, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they weren't yeah. this year because their defense was terrible. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and the Giants are just playing really nice. They're playing their best ball of the season. Then uh, you know that they, they might not win another game this year, but uh, yeah. To to another point of Debo is he's got the team playing their best ball with with you know their limited talent. You know we can say that like their personnel is not up there with the Eagles or San Francisco. Um, okay, but can, can I say something? Can I say something real quick, sure. Rich? Just to and then you can finish your thought. I agree with you offensively. Would I be crazy to say that the Giants, out of all the teams left, of course, I know we got the 49ers, and I know we got Dallas, and maybe I'll, I'll throw the Bengals in there and the Bills. Maybe. You got to throw Philadelphia in there if you're talking about defenses. And, and we'll throw Philly in there. But I think the Giants, out of all the teams left, have a top three best defense out of all those teams. I really do. I understand the 49ers, probably not. Dallas, probably not. But they're equal to everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they have guys They have guys that are, like, shutting. I'm talking about all three levels. Yeah. I mean, it, Giants Giants are not a defense that's really good on the defensive line, but their back is very iffy. It's They're great on all three levels, and that's what makes them such a good defense. Um, the Eagles, the Eagles have a great defense, but they're pretty weak in the back right now. Their cornerbacks are hurt. Their cornerback, you know what I'm saying? Buffalo, same way. Their linebacking core is hurt. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're kind of weak in the middle. The Bengals, the Bengals, I don't understand. They, they're just a no-name defense that just rotates guys through there that fucking, they live up to the challenge every week. So I don't know about yeah, that. It is amazing. Uh, man. <laughs> they're just amazing. Yeah. Like, it, you see what I'm saying? I think the Giants are up there, dude. I really do. And that's why they're here. That's yeah. why they're here. Well, um, I think, uh, you know, when they play the uh, Eagles this week, uh, you know, uh, the playoffs make superstars. So, right. so we can see, we'll see the giants go up against the Eagles and uh, see how they, they, they hold up, you know, they played great in, in week 18, you know, with, yeah. with, without really playing all the starters, they, uh, they really forced Philadelphia to struggle in a game that they had to win. 
the Eagles had to win that game. So, right. yeah, uh, maybe we're not, you know, we're, we're underrating the Giants defense, but uh, if they play great against uh, Philadelphia, I I think your point is valid for sure. Well, it, and I think everybody, it's an offensive league. The NFL is an offensive league, right? It is. It's a it's a passing league, and every and and yeah, they're limited offensively. They are. They got Saquon Barkley and some dude at a Duke University who is Duke is a foot is a basketball school, not a football school, and and the dude's out of Duke, and he's just now starting to prove who he is. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, he runs. He's got legs, but he looks wobbly when he does it. Because it's awkward, you know. He's the kind of guy that's going to trip at the five yard line. I think he's done that before. Sure. Um, yeah, he's he's lanky, but gee, he's a whole point. But yeah. this defense is young and mean and nasty and and got a good mixture of veterans and has it has. To me, it smells like championship defense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just does it because they're mean and nasty. They're mean and nasty, dude. They're like old Baltimore defense. They're like they're well, you know well, the, the Giants. Defense. The Giants have some legendary defenses to live up to themselves. Uh, well, yeah, probably the best defensives of all time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, one of them. I'm, I'm talking about there. But those, even those defenses yeah. weren't nasty though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, they were. Uh, they were. Well, just those really fronts good. were. Those fronts were. They were hell for offensive offenses. Uh, you know, Leonard's obviously, I think, one of their best players on the Giants' defense there. Right, uh, and he's a beast. So. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't 100% disagree with you. I think uh, you know this is where legends are made. So let's see what the Giants can can do here, and they're going to change everybody's perspective if they uh, body slam Philadelphia Saturday tomorrow night. Right, right. Less than 24 uh, hours away, too. By the way, there you go. Ravens, Bengals, 24-17. Um, the Ravens almost won this game with a backup quarterback. Man, I feel like the Ravens should have won this game. Am I wrong on that? Brandon, you're you're a Bengals fan. Uh, I mean, do the Bengals deserve to win this game? They kind of, or they got lucky. First of all, I am not a Bengals fan. That is false. False. Okay, I'll back you. You're a Reds fan. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. Second of all, (laughs) well, honestly, I wasn't. I'm not a fan of either one of these teams. Honestly, I mean, I like the Bengals more than the Ravens, but. Honestly, I was just hoping to have a good football game, and that is exactly what the fuck we got in this. I thought with Tyler Huntley starting, I was like, oh, God, are you serious? Tyler Huntley starting, this isn't going to be a good game. He came out and played lights out. He did not play like that any any time during the season since Lamar Jackson's been out. He was playing for, like, his playoff lives here in this game. And let me tell you something, Dad. With two minutes left to go in this game – he had his Baltimore Ravens at the 10-yard line of the Cincinnati Bengals and just a shitty way to end the game. He was trying to die for a touchdown, gets knocked out. Sam Herbert returns it 98 yards for a touchdown, and that ends the game. But talking about somebody being a bonehead like you guys was, uh, Nick Boza, how about that idiot that shoved for the Ravens, that shoved the uh, – athletic training staff of the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals and got himself ejected yeah. out of the game. Like, yeah. What the them fuck twice. are you even doing? Yeah. Yeah, well, so oh, yeah, it doesn't you're Yeah. Un- unreal. Yeah. Grow the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. This is a play. This I mean, is I understand they're young, but, and it's intense and it's hype, but um, I, totally I, mean, I understand that that game was going to be intense and people fight people, but I've never seen 
even in rival games, I've never seen anyone shove an athletic trainer. Well, when he shoved him the come first around time, and shove it was him like again. maybe he didn't know that it was a trainer. But then he shoved him again, and I was like, well, <laughs> wait, he definitely knew it was a trainer. Yeah, I had a fight. So, 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 yeah, it was that. That was crazy. This was. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people agree with you, Rich. That that the Ravens should have won this game. Um, definitely, yeah, yeah. We we'll see. It's kind of funny, I think. And we're getting ready to um, we're getting ready to switch over. We got one more game to go because, of course, on Super Wild Card Weekend there was a Monday night game. But um, so we got that game. But I think it was kind of funny con- concerning this game that the Ravens with a backup quarterback were not supposed to be even challenge the Bengals or win the Dolphins with a backup quarterback wasn't even supposed to challenge the Bills and win. Well, the Bills and Bengals almost lost these games. They barely won with backup quarterbacks, pulled it yeah. out, and now they get to get a go. Now they get to go against each other in the divisional round. So yeah. it's like two, two teams that probably both should have lost but you know, one because of coaching, one because of whatever, and you know, I mean, now you all get to go against each other, and I don't think both of them are high wire. But we'll I mean, all, that, and of course, we're going to take our picks. Honestly, um, Dad, if it if this has proven anything to me uh, from seeing the Bills and the the uh, Bengals in this wild card weekend, this divisional round game is going to be weird as fuck. Like the both the defenses yeah. are going to suck major ass. Yeah. Like they I wish Lamar Jackson would just, then... just say, fuck it, fuck contracts, fuck my injuries. I'm playing one game, come out and wipe them out by like fucking 40 points or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that would be so badass. Well, um, see, um, but... they were saying something about he was still injured. And then on Twitter, he retweeted that post and then he wrote his own thing on there. And he said that he wishes that he could have played in the game against the Bengals. But something about he still has... um like um swelling and like inflammation yeah. and shit around his knee. Yeah, it was it was he still has swelling, aka no contract problems. We're thinking the same thing, Rich. Exactly. <laughs> um yeah. It, we have a swelling of ego and um the inability to sign a contract. There yeah. you go. Which All after right, that wrap up that's a fit. Is it inability to sign a contract that the Ravens want to pay his ass cheap yeah. and he wants to get paid fairly? Yeah. No, uh, he deserves every bit of it. He deserves he every does. fucking bit of it. And I don't and more. And I don't blame him for not, you know, uh risking his health out there for with playing without a contract. Yeah, Although, right, exactly. No, he's yeah. not. No, he's not. Give him a long term contract and he probably would have played. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, that, that yeah. and that's and that's the problem I have with it. All right, but we are really we need to catch up. All right, here we go. The last one. Wild Card Weekend is going to be wrapped up, but we got one more game to talk about. Tom Brady has not lost to the Dallas Cowboys until until Monday night. Last Monday. Uh, okay, real <laughs> quick, real quick. I'm 31, 14, Cowboys. Stephen A. Smith didn't have shit to say. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. That's for sure. I'm gonna let this. uh, I'm gonna let Rich explain this one because I know he was watching this game. He joined me at halftime of this game. Um, But all I gotta say is it is really fucking sad to see that Tom Brady's first loss against the Dallas Cowboys was not only a loss, not in the only in the playoffs, but the fucking worst loss of entire wild card 
super fucking weekend, whatever you want to call this bullshit. The NFL is calling now. It was the worst game of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but did you all know? <laughs> did you all know? Here's here's a trivia before, uh, Rich, you're going to break this down for us and give us a little bit of more information on it. But did you all know that, and it's not surprising because it's Tom Brady and the Dallas Cowboys, but this broke um, Monday night ESPN. Since Do you all remember... Do you all remember when Monday Night Football switched to ESPN? Do you all remember that? Yeah, it used to be on ABC. It used to be ABC yeah. Monday Night Football. It yeah. used to be yeah. ABC. Well, the the ratings on this game right here broke all ESPN and ABC Monday Night Football records. The ratings. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? You know what's funny about that? How cool is that? You know what's funny about that, Dad? NFL, the NFL. Their new slogan is "Check out our ratings." <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, well, well. See, the funny, the funny thing is, though, and I don't know if you guys knew this yet or not either, but that's not the first time it got broken this season. That's the second time it got broken right. this that's season. The second time it because got broke. the other game was Week 17 when the Bills traveled to the Bengals. It was the most right. viewed game since it, since Monday Night Football had been on ESPN. And sadly right. enough, we've seen somebody die on the field there. So luckily right. this one was better. But to have that broken in two times in one year, damn, is the Pretty NFL amazing. becoming fucking goddess now or some shit? Yeah. Like that is yeah. amazing to have that broken. The in new two NFL. Check out our ratings. When it comes to marketing, the NFL knows what they're doing. They know how to get exactly. those, those views and – People hate the Cowboys because they get all those primetime slots, but that's why they do it because geniuses. Uh, all people, right, well, yeah, people will. Let's hate. go wrap up this game. I'm sorry. Let's go wrap up this game. What do you okay, got? Okay, well, if we, the thing we have to say first about this game is uh, we gotta we gotta stop the slander on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott played the best game of the quarterback. Uh, he was the best playing quarterback of the weekend by far. Um, far. Yeah, uh, his numbers were ridiculous honestly 25 for 33 i think at one point he had 11 in a row there after like missing his first uh two or three passes um he had 305 yards four touchdowns and a rushing touchdown uh he had a passing rating of 96.5 let's compare that to uh josh allen's 26.1 um uh, uh burl's 43.7 super mediocre average uh Ratings there. Everybody's uh, everybody loves to hate on Dak Prescott and just call him a crappy quarterback, but he's he's a no top one calls player. him crappy. They just call him he he led the league in fucking turnovers and missed five games. Right, but you know the thing with Dallas, whatever whatever they can needle a player on, they will suddenly that's the most important thing in the world. Rich, he turned the ball over more than any other quarterback in the NFL and missed five games doing right. it. He played sure. less games than everybody else and turned the ball over more. All that's true, but not um, in this game, though, baby. Not, yeah, he has zero <laughs> interceptions in this in this game for sure. He was right, exactly. He was throwing dimes out there. Those he was they were pretty. He good. was on a no. Uh, he was on. He was the best player on the field by far. But uh, right. uh, yeah, and their defense. But uh, also, Tampa's defense is complete ass. They left, I wouldn't say they're complete they ass. Vita Bay was fine. You got wide open. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. They're, for, they're for sure. just washed. They're washed. They got yeah. some really good players. They don't have um, their key players um, are there, but everybody else, they got so many holes that yeah. defense does. Now their offensive line has holes. 
it, it's they're just a beat up team. Right. No wonder, no wonder why they barely made the playoffs in the crappiest division in football. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, it's still Tom Brady. And people, you know, that's why they made the playoffs, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, well, that and their crappy division. If they were in a decent division, they probably would not have. But well, also uh, the fucking people that they were racing with had a dude by the name of Sam Darnold, and he sees fucking ghosts all the time. So, right. you know, yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, major props to Dak Prescott. Uh, the coaching was great. Uh, Callum Moore's offensive play calling was uh, on point. Yeah. Uh, they just they just sliced and diced uh, uh, Tampa Bay. And the thing about Dak Prescott, people should really remember: if you play zone defense against the Cowboys, you will get ate up by Dak Prescott. He will have no he will have no problem just dicing that up. You better play man to man and hope your players can do better. Which exactly they can if you got if you've got the right defense, that can definitely happen. Um, right. But yeah, um, yeah, we we killed the ghost of Tom Brady. Um, Send him into retirement? Probably not, but still, probably not. He's a fucking free agent. Come on. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, major props to the Cowboys. The first road game they got in thirty years—that's you know, it's a thing. Um, but a lot of monkeys off their back, and I think uh, uh, regardless of what happens this weekend, uh, people are—I'm not going to be mad if Dallas is knocked out of the playoffs this weekend. I feel like they've had a. Uh, There's no way. There's no way. We're there's getting no into way. that. We're, we're, yeah. we're, there's no way they're knocked out of the playoffs. They yeah, are I'm not saying there are, but I'm just saying, it, you know, yeah, it, no, it, I don't want to hear your They have the second serious defense. We're getting into that next yeah. the next segment. Let's uh, let's wrap this segment up. Yeah, um, I would say Micah Parsons was a beast mode too. He was. Uh, oh yeah. They, they, he put so much pressure on Tom Brady. He, every yeah. through every pass that Tom Brady was throwing, somebody was in his face. And okay. a lot of that pressure was. So you think in. Micah Parsons can scare the shit out of Brady, but he doesn't have the ability to scare the shit out of Purdy? That oh, makes no oh, sense. Oh, I think they will. We'll, yeah, we'll get into that. I, I think. Mean, uh, but okay. at the <laughs> same time, you got to think about San Francisco has a better offensive line than Tampa. They do. Uh, Tampa Bay's they, a whole lot of better offensive line. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have their center right. back after really just Tampa Bay center uh, tore his ACL in the preseason and opted yeah, out of like opted out of surgery. And then he came back and played in a playoff game. I that yeah. is that is a little bit crazy. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how you do that. Right. Uh, I guess there's a partial tear on his on his uh, MCL. But instead of instead of having surgery, he just said, "I'm gonna screw it. I'll wait the I'll wait the eight or twelve weeks and see if I can't come back and right. play." That's the Tom Bur- Tom Brady effect. So. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, Tampa Bay is kind of a shell of their team from say week one or what the expect expectations they had for the season. But right. it was still a high quality win for the Cowboys. And uh, outside of our Field goal kicker, if you want to talk about that real quick. He missed the first four point after attempts. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure that's an NFL record. A dubious X the point to the left. X the point to the left. Yeah, X the point to the left. It, X the point to the left. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's this is I'm like when you're, sure playing when you're playing bowling. You got to move, buddy. If you're like, <laughs> you know, if they're all going that way, you can move over a little bit. But, right, uh, exactly. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so that's going to be a problem going into the next game. You know, our kicker situation is a little bit. Went from a, mahar, har, mahar, har, yeah, maybe Mahar or Money Mahar. Who shows up? We got to find out. <laughs> maybe Mahar, unless he's hitting for sixty, and then he's Money Mahar. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's such a weird dynamic. You know, it I mean, I think you're going to have to go sense. for two on the extra points, or try to get a shitload of penalties there and uh, back it up thirty yards. <laughs> All right, fellas, we're we're at uh, one minute and sixteen, one hour and sixteen minutes. 
We are going to kick it. Damn. We did one hour and 16 minutes. (laughs) We are going to move into our next segment of games of the week. And yes, that's what we're going to do. We are going to pick every game coming up in the divisional round (sighs) in games of the week. All right, what we're going to do here All right, is right real quick, real quick, Dad, before Hold you up. start, real quick. I want to say I got some uh, crazy-ass pits coming up. I don't want to hear no bullshit from y'all either, though. Okay, we're not going to give you bullshit. What we're going <laughs> to do is we're going to do this bullet style. What you are allowed to do, I'm going to call on you. You're going to tell me who's going to win the game, why they're going to win the game in two sentences or less. Talk your shit. We'll talk our shit and move to the next game. You ready? Jaguars. Chiefs, Rich, who you got? Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs in this one. I think that the extra time off is going to be in a huge advantage. Uh, Jacksonville has a puncher's shot at this game, though. But I'm going to say um, the Chiefs, they're just a better team. All right. Brandon, you're up. Jacksonville. I'm going Jacksonville. I'm going Jacksonville right here. This is the first upset that I'm talking about. All right, I got Jacksonville in this game. I I think uh, Jacksonville is flying high off of that win against the Chargers last week. I think they're, uh, you know, I think the the time off for the Chiefs might hurt them a little bit, and I think uh, as long rusty, as Trevor rusty. Lawrence doesn't have a tough game like he did last week, if he comes out here and plays like he did in the second half, I think they can meet the Chargers. I mean, All beat right. the Chiefs. No, there you go. Got you one hundred percent. Good picks. Giants, Eagles, go rich. Hey, what's your pick? What's your pick, Josh? You got a pick? I'm doing my picks at the end. Giants, okay. Eagles, go rich. Uh, this is a this is a game that the Eagles should win. I'm going to pick the Giants. I think they're playing go. good, and I'm just I'm just unsure about Jalen Hurts' health. Like I think if they if he's limited to being a pocket passer, I think he could be he could be in trouble. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Giants as well. I I think for the same reason of why I just said with the Chiefs, I think the week off is really going to hurt them and. I'm majorly going with the Giants because of what we've seen in week 18. They had all their backup starters in there, and uh, the Eagles had all their starters, including Jalen Hurst out there, and they still barely beat the Giants, even with backups in there. So imagine their actual starting defense and offense being out there. I think uh, the Giants are going to win this one. Right. I think that's good. (laughs) Um, And I I think you're right. As far as me for the Saturday games, I have the Chiefs winning. Brandon, I love your argument. You almost had me picking you, and I want to pick the Jaggy Wires. But I, you're going up against, in my opinion, the best coach and the best quarterback combo in the league. Jaguars are awesome. They have a great coach. quarter. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. And I think here in a year or two, he might have been that generational talent that we thought we had an Andrew Luck and, and the Jaguars are going to be uh, uh, trouble, <laughs> trouble in the next oh, year. Oh, too. Oh, oh, and, dad, and, dad, I, dad. I really do think that, but right now I think the chiefs have them so, real, real quick, real quick. Yep. I, I completely forgot about this until somebody just posted it on Twitter uh, yesterday. Um, they said the Jaguars are in the divisional round of the playoffs. Don't forget next year, they get Calvin Ridley back. Right, exactly. Did you see that lineup? They're going to be only that. better. Yeah, yeah, I know. Here, here in the next, here in the next couple of years, the Jaguars next year and the year after, the Jaguars are going to be 
They, I need to lock Peterson down um, uh, long-term with that quarterback, and they're going to win a Super Bowl. I can almost guarantee you that right now. Um, I also like – I'm with you. I like the Giants over the Eagles. Brandon, this is where what you talked about with the rust coming in. Um, I think that defense is just too good. I think the Eagles – the Eagles, they're normally good at stopping the run. That's the only thing that scares me, and I don't know what that means. Maybe Daniel Jones will have to do something special with his arm. Um, they're going to definitely play those second and third. Um, you know, we, their wide receiver one is really a second or third on everybody else's team, so they're going to play those guys one-on-one definitely. Maybe Slayton or somebody, somebody like that is going to have to get open for Daniel Jones to create a little extra umph. And I think that's going to happen. Um, the Giants are the dirtier team, the toughest team, the nastier team. And I think they will beat the Eagles. So there we go. All right, let's move on to Sunday. Hey, real quick, note on the, real quick note on the Giants game. This will be Daniel Jones's first uh, starting start at Philadelphia. He's He's been in the league, but he's never actually started a game at Philadelphia. Right. That's an interesting fact. I actually yeah. had yeah. no yeah. idea about that. That's crazy. All right. So Sunday, yeah, that's weird. Sunday's games, Bengals, Bills. Rich, who you got? Yeah, I think the Bengals are going to be in a little bit uh, in trouble here. I think they're missing two offensive linemen. It got announced that they're going to, they're going to, they're starting one of their guards and one of their, I think their right tackle are not going to be playing and they're already on a backup right tackle. So uh, that offensive line is going to probably, be the difference for the this game, so I'm going to pick the Bills. Okay, Brandon, who you got? I'm uh I'm going the Bengals in this one. Um, you know, like, like I said, it's going to be probably be a shit fest. Both offenses are going to be bad, like they were last week. Both defenses are going to be bad, but I'm looking at it and going, okay, who has the better offense? Who has the better wide receivers? And it's clearly Cincinnati. They have three number one wide receivers. Well, the Bills only have one, so I, I'm taking Cincinnati to win this. Right, and even though that that beat up offensive line of the Bengals, they have one of the better quarterbacks um, and Burrow that can get the ball out quick to those top line wide receivers. I like what you're talking about, but I'm going with the Bengals defense, baby. The Bengals defense is going to give Josh Allen havoc, and, and he they they can do the same thing the Dolphins did, right? They, they didn't do it. They didn't do that against Tyler Huntley and the Ravens, though. So. No, they did not. And there you go. So I mean, that, that's the problem. These are these are two teams that are both coming off of shitty wins. Um, I think the Bengals are going to step it up. Uh, Josh Allen is going to have one too many turnovers. I'm with you, Brandon. I got the Bengals. All right. So last game. Here we go. We're going to wrap it up. Same rules. Go around. Rich, these are your Cowboys, so I'm going to give you three sentences, not one. I'm going to steal some more. <laughs> there's, there's some interesting things. Cow- this is, this Cowboys, is 90, who do you got? Yeah, uh, these are actually two of the best teams, in the at least in the NFC, if not in the NFL. Two uh, of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, two the of the Niners, best the Niners have the best the defense. I don't think there's anybody doubt that any can anybody can doubt that the Niners have the best defense. However, they've also had the worst schedule um, this season. So they have they have not played a defense like the Cowboys or an offense like the Cowboys, really. This will be the best team right. the 49ers have played this year. But this is a rematch of the playoff game last year, the wild card game. Um, 
I, I think the 49ers have some advantages. The extra two days off this week to prepare for the game, I think is I think the NFL needs to work on that. That's really unfair to the Cowboys. But um, I'm glad that the Niners did actually play a game last week as opposed to Dallas could be playing Philadelphia coming off two weeks. I think that's even worse. Um, the key to this game is penalty. So you don't like – hold up. You don't like the super wild card weekend, which is the addition of Monday Night Football. So there you go. Yeah, somebody's going to be playing on a short week. And, you know uh, – You know what this is? That's it's not going to. That's the, the tiniest violin in the world. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yes, and, and I'm playing for the, all of the hearts and sorrows of the Dallas Cowboy fans. I'm so right. sorry. Right. But there are advantages to come on. as well. There are advantages to the for come the Cowboys. You all are hype. You're ready to go. They, yeah, they need yeah. We're coming off of a great win. Uh, right. There's a lot of pressure gotten taken off the Dallas Cowboys because of that. Uh, whereas the, Cow- the Niners are on an 11 game winning streak with a rookie quarterback that's never lost before. Uh, I feel like right. for a half they thought they were going to lose last well, week. <laughs> right, they were they were definitely uh, concerned about it. But yeah, if this game is uh, if this game is tied in the second half, the Cowboys aren't Seattle. Um, right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. I'm gonna say there's you know advantages and disadvantages for each side. But uh, something to consider is that in, in last year's game, Cowboys drew 13 penalties, which was a record. Uh, half of those were bullshit penalties. But it uh, doesn't matter. The referee crew for this game is the the crew that threw the least amount of penalties, right? So t- that tells me that this game is going to be decided by the players and not the referees. Um, Dallas only had two penalties on Monday night. If they can keep it under five penalties, uh, I think Cowboys have a really good shot at winning this game. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Cowboys by a field goal. There you go. Brandon, who you got? Uh yeah, Rich, you're not going to like my pick here, but I'm doing it for the sake of I got San Francisco going to the Super Bowl, and I'll give you my reason why in a second. Uh, but I do have San Francisco winning this game because, for the matter of fact, of I agree with both of you all. These are the top two defenses easily in the National Football League, not in the NFC, in the yeah. National Football National League. National Football League, I totally agree. Playing each other. And uh, here, so then it makes me turn to the offense as well, who has more weapons Brett Purdy has been great this season. I, I would give the edge to Dak Prescott, though, obviously. But then you're looking at people like Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, so forth, so on. Um, so I think the offense, I think the offense for San Francisco is what's gonna decide it here. And I got San Francisco winning by mm, I'm gonna say three points. Also a field goal. Um, I, I I like it. I like both. Uh, I like both of you all. Both of you all put up a good argument. Um, I'm wavering back and forth in this game, but Rich, I I I think you're right. You know, if if Dak Prescott cannot throw any interceptions, and you all, the Dallas Cowboys, can limit yourselves to two penalties, five penalties or less. You know what I'm saying? So not have a sloppy game, not turn the ball over. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game by far because I mean they're they're the better team. They, their defense is just as good. Maybe 49ers has a little bit better defense. And then like Brandon switched it over to there. I think he forgot about number 88. You know he did, he didn't think. No about no no. He, he, I didn't he called about out the CD 49ers Lamb. offense, but he didn't call out 
these two badass running backs that you that the Dallas Cowboys have. Uh, okay, out okay, okay. But answer me this. Answer me this. Answer me this. Answer me this real quick. Answer me this yeah. real quick. Okay. It okay. Answer me this real quick. Okay. Yep. So. Uh, yes, the quarterback I would give, like I said, to Dak Prescott, right? He's better than Brock Purdy. But is Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard better than Christian McCaffrey? No, they're not. I don't know that Tony Pollard. Christian McCaffrey is more a wide receiver. The the combination of both of them is anybody. The combination of Pollard and Zeke are better than any running back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would agree with that, but I'm talking yeah. about taking they have a one, better take running either game, one of them one on one with Christian McCaffrey. They're not better than him. Christian McCaffrey is a wide receiver. You got to challenge him against somebody else. He's not a fucking running but back. But he's also a great running back. Uh, okay, so to that point, back. I think I, I really want Kellen Moore to utilize Tony Pollard the way that they utilize Christian McCaffrey. If they do in this game, uh, Tony Pollard is an explosive player. I don't know if he's yeah, passing McCaffrey. And then, what, but and then the other thing I'm saying real quick but yeah. is, though. But he's an explosive player. He can break off 50 yeah. yards. He's done it all right. season. Well, and the other thing I'm saying here is, okay, CeeDee Lamb is great. Diego Samuel are great. I think they're both on the same level as each other. But Two then outside totally of that – Type of but, wide receivers, but yeah, 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 yeah. I I would agree with that, Dad. They're two different right. types. I'm saying, but they're on that. They play on the same level. They're both elite wide receivers. And but outside of that, Brandon Ayuk is better than any other core or any other wide receiver that the Cowboys have. He's better than Michael Gallup. He's better than Noah Brown. He's better than all of them. That's what I'm saying. The San Francisco 49ers, in my opinion, just have a tad bit better offensive weapons. Yeah, and and they they're a potent offensive machine. They're so hard to defend. They are uh, because of Kyle Shanahan's play calling, so. and probably well, that's what I was going to say. And probably the best play calling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I give Kyle Shanahan a slight edge over Kellen Moore at the moment too. Yeah. So yeah, but so, but th- yeah, surprisingly, when you start matching these teams up, they are very evenly. You yeah, know, they, have, they have both of it. We got Micah Parsons. Who you going to take there? You're going to take. Yeah. You know, the, I, I'm thinking, my, I'm thinking like a Parsons in that. And I and and <laughs> and that's what I, I was trying to mention. And I forgot to mention that. Thanks for bringing that up, Uncle Rich. Um, I do think Michael Parsons is gonna make some. Um, I think he's gonna do the same shit that he did with uh, you know, Tom Brady last week. I think he's gonna get in Brock Purdy's face, and I think he's gonna cause him to make a, a couple of stupid ass passes like he did Tom Brady and everything. Um, and all that. I, I don't know. What? I just that, I think that could be true, but it could also be true that they play Mike at linebacker to try to limit that run game because when those yeah, the true. runs after the run after catches for San Francisco that's where all those numbers are coming from. I mean, they right. get they get a yeah, the, the reason why is because all of these guys he's naming off like Debo Samuel's and Christian McCaffrey, these guys are not. I mean, Debo Samuel's is not a wide receiver. He's a guy that sh- catches a short pass. And because he's fucking badass and faster than everybody on the field, can juke his way into a long ass run. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Christian McCaffrey's the same way, and that's yeah, the, that's and that's awesome. That's amazing. But if you have a defense that has great linebackers that can shut that down, that's what you need. Yeah, you know so it'll saying? be interesting. Yeah, Debo Samuel is a fucking Tyree Kill type wide receiver. They're both fucking short. They're both skinny, but they're faster than motherfuckers. Yeah, right. He's got wide receiver speed, but yeah, those like look at his thighs. I mean, he's got running back legs, right? Doesn't he? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Go. I mean, I, and he's got like Trayvon Diggs. And, he's, and the reason why he was bitching is because he's used as a 
running back more than he's used as a wide receiver. Yeah. Why yeah. they brought in Christian McCaffrey so they don't have to use him as a running back anymore. Wide receivers get played a lot more than running backs. So. Yeah. Right, exactly. They, and that's well, why and, Debo wants and to be also, a if you notice, they are still using him at running back. They did it a couple of times in a wild card game against Seattle. They're so good Seattle. how they just circle so. that around. I, they have created one of the better, I mean, one of the best with the addition of Christian McCaffrey is just amazing. Yeah, you know it's, been, I, it's been a I really. It's really taken their team to another level, which they were already. Yeah, I, really, I really like it. It's so exciting. Yeah. I think this is going to be the game. That's going to be the game. Um, it, that's going to be the game. Because I think one yeah. of these two, I, I think one of the, you know, one of these two teams, it, it, it's so good. And if they, if they had what, what I think is this. Brandon, I really like how you pointed out um, the ideal of of all of the players, and that's amazing. Um, but I think what's going to happen, I think it's going to come back to come down to quarterback play, and it's going to come down to mistakes, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Purdy has not made any mistakes, has not um, lost any games, but he's only played six games. And there's this guy, Dak Prescott, who I was just arguing with Rich earlier in the podcast. That was a turnover machine. He's lost five. He missed five fucking games at the beginning of the season and leads the damn league in turnovers, you know, in interceptions. Still had more touchdowns than Jalen Hurts. Right, and still had more touchdowns than Jalen Hurts or people like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so he's obviously a good quarterback. He just turns the damn ball over too much. You know what I'm saying? And Purdy has only played for six games, but he doesn't turn the ball over at all. But I like Rich's point where they haven't played against a defense like this. They haven't yeah. played against a defense like Micah. Yeah. They haven't played against a defense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, Seattle had him running for his life in the first half. That's why I think maybe you switch it up. Maybe you maybe you bring Micah Parsons and scare the fuck out of him at the beginning of the game and then drop Micah back into coverage and maybe get a pick or something like that or knock something down. He's like, fuck, now I don't know where this guy's going to be. You know what I'm saying? And you play him in the middle where he, they, and, and screw the, and screw the rookie is what I think you should do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's what you do is scare the shit out of the rookie. And, and right. Dan Campbell is smart enough to figure that out. He's smarter than me. And if I know it, I know Dan Campbell knows it. So that's what they're going to do. That's the attack they're going to take. And I think that might be the edge, but I think this is going to be a great game. Yeah, I really do. No, no, three three things real quick. First of all, I definitely agree with what the hell you just said, Dad. I think this by far is going to be the best game out of the whole divisional round weekend. I think this is going to be by far the best game. Second of all, if we are talking about quarterback play and it really does come down to that, then I think I do have to give the edge to Dallas because, like I said, I do think Dak Prescott is a little, you know, well, technically a lot better because we don't know fully what we got in Brock Purdy yet. We do Dak, so I'd have to give the edge by far to Dak. But the one thing I am saying real quick is, though, if San Francisco's season does come to an end here against Dallas or whenever it does come to an end, I think we do have to rule Brock Purdy their starting quarterback for next year. He's earned it. He's earned it. He's earned that right to be the starting quarterback for San Francisco next year. Well, they have – what's in Trey – 
Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, they Trey Lance. That. So they gave the Miami Dolphins a lot of draft. They traded. That's a lot yeah. of draft capital for that player there. So what? Yeah, but when Trey Lance is out there, he doesn't look like the right quarterback for San Francisco. Right. He's making stupid yeah. reads. He's throwing stupid. Imagine if. Passes. Imagine if he did though. If he was what they thought they were going to be, and he could yeah. also run. With all these other guys that can run, yeah. Holy well, that was shit, that defense would be or that offense would be scary as fuck. Right. That was the well. That was the vision that Shanahan had in mind. Yeah. That's why they right. gave up so much capital. Yeah. Um, right. uh, real quick, I think all of those points are really good, but uh, it. I would say um, it'll be interesting to see if the Giants do lose on or if the Giants do win on Saturday night. That uh, uh, that guarantees that the winner of this game is going to have home field advantage. I wonder how that's going to. Uh, impact the players because that's a that's a nice prize to go right. play at home for the Super Bowl. Yep, there you go, there you go. All right. That well, is- it also it could be our last season with home field advantage because I don't know if you guys seen or not, but the NFL has started talking about should we make every uh, AFC and NFC uh, championship games? They're talking about should they make them at a mutual site to where it's at a stadium in the middle of between both cities that's playing in that game. So both. Right. I don't, I don't like that at it's all. It's bullshit. It, the the all. NFL gets so yeah. much right. They just need to quit fucking with shit. Yeah. They calm down. Yeah. I don't so, even care about having an extra player. The, you so, know, I, I kind of missed having two teams have, having a, a bye week, you know, really. So the stakes are super high, but if you're just going to uh, sort of reward the seventh seed with a neutral filled championship game because they happen to make it there that right, exactly well well see in exactly. case you haven't yeah. heard yet rich um if um buffalo advances this week and kansas city advances this week they're putting i i guess Them something in, to do with possibly that atlanta no, that they Indianapolis are. said no we yeah. have a volleyball game Right, right. Indianapolis said <laughs> no, but uh, Atlanta said yes. So they're having it at Mercedes Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta, Georgia, and, and then uh, and then P- I heard people talking about that. That on is hilarious. ESPN, <laughs> and they were saying something about uh, could this be the new future of the NFL? Are they going to start doing this with yeah, every not- championship? Yeah. All right. Well, we got we got to wrap that. it up because my brother told me before we started this podcast. That the last thing he wants to do is sit around for two hours, and um, we're close. You know, to that. We're we're only at a minute and forty, uh, one hour and forty minutes. So that ain't a minute, that Dad. Right. That is impressive that we did this so uh, yeah, quickly. One hour and uh, one hour and forty minutes. Good, good out. I I don't think I can find. I can't. I don't think I can think of anything better than to sit around and talk about football for. A couple oh, I can't. Hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm down so, with that too. So I, I, the I can do it. I could do it for a couple more hours if y'all were ready to go. But I think the listeners are probably done. Yeah. So yeah, gonna... is there anything that you all want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, you got like ten seconds. I'm starting to count it down. Anything y'all want to say? Anything yeah. at all? Like I said, like no I said Cowboys. earlier, if if the Cowboys lose this weekend, I'm not going to be mad about it. I think uh, we've had a a better year than everybody thought we would have, and uh, uh, we're still building for the future too. We're only going to get better. Right. All right. Totally yeah. Good. The only thing I got to say before we leave, uh, Demar Hamlin, get on Twitter, get on Instagram. We all want to know: Are you going to be at the game? You know, are you going to come to the game against the team that you died on the field playing against? That would be a hell of a boost for Buffalo. I feel like. So. Yeah. Try to get in their heads. Yeah. <laughs> get in, in their heads. Head. Definitely be on there. I'll <laughs> sign up. I'll die for you. 
Uh, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, Dad? All right. All right. That y'all are too so much. This now. is too much fun. Not um, today, there's nothing Satan. better. There's nothing better than than uh, sitting around talking some football. Maybe other than Voodoo Ranger. Voodoo Ranger. Hey, Best Voodoo Ranger. IPA on the this? market. Go yeah. out. Get it. Get you all some Voodoo Ranger. Um, they're not even paying us for us to say that. Hopefully, free sponsors. But yeah. All right, there you go. Um, <laughs> other than that, enjoy the weekend. We will be back next week, of course, to um, do our takeaways from the division. Oh, by round. the way, Dad, real quick yeah. before we end, uh, are, are you? Do you want to join me for the Giants Eagles game? Yes, that's right, and that's NFL boy Brandon, y'all. He calls all of these games. You all have to go on YouTube, NFL Boy Brandon. Look him up. While the game's on, pull it up. Put it in your background. Listen to him. He's just uh, play-by-play commentary. Great stuff every now and then. Rich will get on with him. I'll get on with him or somebody else, and we'll just sit around, talk bullshit. We do the before and after. He does live game shit. So when the game's on, NFL boy Brandon is where you want to be. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Everything's up in the air. My my weekend is kind of open right now, and then that you know my week is going to be screwed up, uh, you know, like it was this week. So there we go. And sorry for everybody that was expecting us to get on here Tuesday, Thursday, that kind of stuff. But um, there we go. So yeah, we will. We will. We'll. Mm. Uh, We'll get it. We'll get it up. Are good? Everybody yep. good? Yep. Voodoo Ranger, reach out to us. You don't even have to pay us <laughs> none but two dollars. Right. You or can, just, you or can, just, you can or send just me send and Rich a free, free beer. Pack. Right. We we have a free shit, pack. Let, let me in and on this deal family. too, Dad. Not just you and Rich. I want some hey, of that man, shit Brandon, too. It's, it's this dangerous beer. You drink one of these beers, you're going to be buzzed as hell, though. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, man. Um, all right. Love you guys. Blue too. Everybody. All right. Peace out.